to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? Welcome to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited to chat with you as literally always. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you because this just like stream of consciousness came into my brain while I was in the shower. As always, literally no joke. All my ideas for life, business, creative things happen when I'm either in the shower or going for a walk. So I'm really excited to talk to you specifically about five ways that you can help reduce your stress levels and just that overwhelm that can happen when you're trying to conceive. So whether you are in this process and you've been in this process for months, years, however long, or you're going to be starting this process soon, this could be really helpful for you. And honestly, even if you're not wanting to conceive and you're not in that stage of life at all. These tips are just going to be supportive to know in general um, in just helping your stress levels and stuff. Obviously, some are specific to getting pregnant, but I still think it could be valuable for you to listen to. So we are going to get right into it. Now, also, side note, I don't know if you could hear this, but there's a really loud bird outside my window right now that is just squawking and won't stop. So if you hear that, that's just fine. We're just sitting here at the table and we've got a bird here with us. So it's all good. Okay. So number one, what we're going to be talking about, and also I always want to preface this. If you are someone that has been trying to conceive for a really long time, I know that these conversations can sometimes be really triggering for you. And I always just want to acknowledge that and know that this is always coming from a place of love and to help support you on your journey and to give you hope on what's possible and really just tools that you can start implementing to support you while you are going through this. Okay. Okay. So number one is to focus on what you are doing to improve your fertility. And this is something, like I said, if you're working on reducing your period pain or regulating your period out or whatever you're doing, a lot of times my clients will be on a Mind Your Hormones Method call and they'll be so focused on how much further they need to go or they want to go and focusing on all the things that they still aren't doing, quote unquote, yet. And they're not focusing on the things that they are doing. And that puts us in a lack mentality and in a scarcity mentality. And first of all, it just feels horrible in our body, but it's also putting us in that lower vibration and not really acknowledging all the things that we are doing to support ourselves, which is really, really important. So what I want you to do is to focus on what you are doing to improve your fertility, to support your body throughout this process. And the more that you know that what strategies you're actually implementing are positively improving your fertility, the more you can feel relaxed knowing that you're controlling what you can control. Because when it comes to pregnancy, there are so many things you can control. Of course, there's portions of it we just have no control over. We just have to give it up to God, to the universe, to you know the divine timing, whatever word you want to use. There's obviously pieces of it that we can't control. But there are a lot of things we can control. And I think that sometimes, especially if you have been someone who's been trying for a while, 
while, it's very easy to get stuck in that mode of things that are out of your control, things that are going wrong, things that haven't been working, like th- that waiting period, right? Because it's the, it's a waiting period of between you trying and you getting pregnant. And the longer that period goes and the wider that time frame is, the more stress and overall that's going to come and the more that we could, you know, get into that like scarcity mindset and that like lack mindset of, oh, this is never going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And full transparency, I didn't, I've never personally experienced this because we did get pregnant on the first try. And I don't tell you that to be like, oh, look at me. Like, you know my heart with this. If you've been listening to this podcast, I tell you this to show you what's possible when you are changing your health for, for me, it was literally years and my husband as well, and really actively supporting my PCOS. Cause I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a reproductive disorder that pregnancy is something that is always told is going to be um, difficult for you. So I tell you that to show you what's possible. And I also tell you that to, cause I don't ever want to make it seem like I'm like, I know how you're feeling because I don't. And I'm coming at it from the angle of what I have seen that helps support my clients, friends, family, things like that, that are going to support you in this process. But I never want you to think that I'm coming from a, like, I know what it feels like because I truly don't, but I know that these things are going to help you. Okay. So that so number one is to focus on what you are doing. Are you taking proper supplementation? Are you, you know, slowing down your workouts, doing workouts that you're going to be able to continue doing throughout pregnancy? Are you going for walks? Are you um, focusing on your mental health? Are you drinking lots of water? Are you having more greens throughout the day? Are you eating more whole foods? Are you... Um, you know, are you having, um, a breakfast before you have any caffeine or you reduce your caffeine, like whatever, like what are things that you are doing? And I want you to focus on that. And the more that you know that the strategies that you're implementing are positively improving your fertility, whether that's obviously working with someone or learning stuff on this podcast and just taking bits and pieces of it, the more you can relax and feel like you're controlling what you can control. You're doing what you can do. Okay. So that is number one. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so curious to see if you're gonna be able to hear these birds because now there are multiple, but I don't, I'm not sure what's happening outside, but we're just going to keep moving. Okay. Okay. Number two is not to put all the pressure on you. I will scream this from the freaking rooftops. It takes two to tango and your partner, if you are in a male female partnership and you're having, you know, you're trying to naturally conceive, have a traditional like pregnancy and you're not using science. If you are in a um, same sex partnership, your partner is responsible for 50% of what, of the outcomes of this pregnancy. And a lot of times we could feel like it's always on us because that's how it's always presented. Um, but also because, you know, once the deed is done, you're going to be the one that's obviously doing all the work after that. So obviously you have more responsibility once the conception actually happens. But as far as conception goes, your partner is responsible for 50% of it. And I've did another podcast episode on this, um, to improve sperm quality. And obviously in my upcoming program, activate your fertility, we're talking a ton about that. I'll talk about that program in a second, but I'll link that episode below if you want to check it out. But I want you to not put all the pressure on you because it's not all on you. And make sure that your partner is also putting in the work to carry his half of the load because it's just as important for him to be taking proper supplementation, for him to be making changes to his health, to to navigate his stress levels and support his stress and reduce his alcohol consumption, make sure he's sleeping and moving his body in a good way. Like it's just as important because 
uh, you, we need sperm in order to actually get pregnant. Like it's not just on you. And I think it's really easy to get wrapped up into that, especially if you're going to the doctor and they're always right away asking, um, about you, making you feel like it's your fault. 40 to 50% of infertility is related to male pattern, uh, male related infertility. So it's not just on you. And I want you to be, remind yourself of that and to make sure you have a conversation with your partner and say like, listen, this isn't just all on me. We both want to have this child, which means that you're going to have to make some changes as well. And hopefully he's going to be open to that. Um, you could send him the episode about sperm quality and you know, if you, if it's easier to come from me than it is to come from you, I will take that on for you. Send it to him and be like, can you just listen to this 20 minute episode? I don't know how long it is, but usually they're around 20 minutes. Um, and, and make sure he knows that he is responsible as well. So you don't feel like you're taking on all the burden and that's going to really, really help your stress levels as well. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is knowing when to have sex. I feel like I talk about this all the time and I'm never going to stop talking about it because the amount of clients that come to me that tell me that their doctor tells them to just have sex every single day after they get their period, to have sex every other day, to have sex when they see their LH strips going. I'm just like, oh my God, this is like the worst advice on the planet. So number, well, number three, know when to have sex and stop using LH strips if they're stressing you out and just focus on having sex when you see that raw egg white consistency cervical mucus in your follicular phase. That is when you're fertile. I've done a ton of podcast episodes on this. I will list some below. I have a full training on it. I'll link that below as well too. But the most important thing for you to know when you're having sex is that there's a five to six day fertile window. So having sex every day literally makes no sense because you don't need to have sex every day. You could have sex one day when you have that raw egg white cervical mucus. And if you ovulate three days later, or even five days later, you could still get pregnant. So focusing on when you see raw egg white consistency cervical mucus in your follicular phase, have sex. That is going to really reduce your stress, especially if you've been trying for a really long time. It can really take the spark away from the actual sex part of having this be or of trying to get pregnant and having a baby. So, and, and you don't want that strain on your relationship, that added strain on your relationship. So the best time to have sex is when you're five to six days out from ovulating. Obviously we don't always know the exact day you're going to ovulate, which is why we're always, I'm telling you to have sex when you see that raw egg white cervical mucus, because your ovulation day can change. Our ovulation is a response to our internal and external environment. So that means that if you're sick or if you're extra stressed out, if you're traveling, if something's going on, it can just shift or not even, it doesn't even have, none of those things even have to be present for your ovulation day to shift. You don't always ovulate on the same day. Also, everyone also does not ovulate on day 14. My normal pattern was I would always ovulate on day 21. And this is a great tip for you because if I had waited till that window that I normally have to conceive when we were trying in September, when we got pregnant, I would have missed my window because I actually ovulated way earlier that month. I ovulated on, I think it was like day 14 or 15. We had sex on day 12 and 13. And I was like, 
calm. My, my erotic white consistency it, cervical mucus is here. I never ovulate this early. Maybe I'm just going to have like longer cervical mucus, you know, week than, than usual, but I know that it's possible. This is showing me that I'm going to be ovulating. So like, let's just try it. And we did, we got pregnant and then I ovulate a few days later, but I don't normally ovulate then. So if I didn't pay attention to that raw egg white cervical mucus, we would have missed the window and then, you know, waited till the next month, which is not a big deal. But I'm just saying to, to give you a little insight on how important it is to follow that. And don't feel like you have to have sex all the time. Just know when to have sex, when your fertile window is. So what I would recommend is if using LH strips is stressful for you, number one, you don't need to use them because they do not confirm ovulation. And they're also not always confirming when you're actually fertile because they're not accurate. So you could just stop using those. Focus on having sex when you see that raw egg white consistency cervical mucus and tracking your basal body temperature. And if you don't know how to do that yet, I'm going to link episode 123 below so you can listen to that training on how to do it. And if you want to dive deeper into it, you could always purchase my Your Fertile Window training. I go like super deep into it. I give you examples of BBTs, of what it looks like after you ovulate, all that, because also you can tell when you get pregnant by just tracking your basal by temperature. That's how I knew. So again, if you're also stressed out from constantly taking pregnancy tests, you can simply stop doing that, track your basal body temperature, know when you're pregnant, when you see that higher temperature stay high longer than 14 days, and then you could take a pregnancy test. Or if you see it drop down, then you know you got your period and you don't have to go through, first of all, wasting so much money on pregnancy tests, but then also... <clears throat> that stress and overwhelm of constantly taking it and maybe seeing a negative test. So that was a lot wrapped in in there, but uh, let me let me just give a roundup of one through three and then we'll move on. So number one is focus on what you are doing to improve your fertility. Number two, don't put all the pressure on you. Your partner is responsible for 50% of what's going on in there. Number three is knowing when to have sex. So I want you to focus on having sex when you see that raw egg white consistency, cervical mucus in the follicular phase and tracking your basal body temperature. Okay, don't worry about all the LH strips and spending money on that and spending money on so many pregnancy tests. Just focus on that and it's going to be a lot less stressful for you and know again you can have sex on a Monday and you could ovulate on that Thursday and you could still get pregnant because sperm stays alive in your cervical mucus for up to five days. So it does not have to be a daily thing unless you want it to be, obviously. But if that's really stressful for you and you've been doing this for a while and you're like, oh my God, I want to have sex every day after my period, like you don't have to. Okay. All right. So that's number three. Number four, Obviously, you know, there's no way I'm talking about reducing stress and not mentioning meditation. This is honestly number one for me all the time. And this can look different for everybody. It doesn't have to look like you're sitting on the floor with your legs crossed, closing your eyes. Like this could look different for everybody, but it has to be some type of daily practice in your life. The thing with meditation is, and just with anything, with taking supplements, with changing your diet, with reducing caffeine or or alcohol, whatever it is, it has to be consistent. Consistency is always, always, always going to win. I would rather you do a five-minute meditation every single day than do a 20-minute meditation three times a week. The consistency is what is always so important. Creating that habit, creating that daily commitment to yourself is where you're going to actually see a difference. So, start with wherever, whatever makes sense for you. For me, 
what is really helpful because I have a very active mind. Okay. Like newsflash, I'm very energetic, especially now that I'm in my second trimester. I was not so energetic a couple of weeks ago, but here we go. We're back. Um, but I have a very active mind. So what helps me for meditating, because I meditate every single morning is especially since I've been pregnant, I've been doing it in this order always. When Before I was pregnant, I would kind of just switch it up depending on what phase I was in on my cycle and how I was feeling. But since that's not obviously happening anymore, I've been pretty consistent with meditating, not pretty consistent, I have been consistent with meditating after I exercise in the morning. That really helps me because after you do a workout, you kind of just want to like sit and chill for a second. You like fatigue your body. That's why in yoga the shavasana at the end is at the end. That's that's the whole point of it. It's it's that you fatigue the physical body so that you can rest your body and then your mind, you know, you can rest your mind and, and meditate and have a more clear head. So that is always really helpful for me. So maybe you could try doing that and see if it works for you. Again, start with just five minutes. I use Insight Timer. I use um, Theta Waves, uh, like music on Spotify. Melissa Wood Health has awesome meditations. Literally, you could go on YouTube, Calm app. I mean, the possibilities are literally endless. Um, guided meditations can be really helpful for you if you just started meditating, but commit to it. Commit to it. Make it a commitment to yourself because you deserve to have that in your daily life. And it's going to not only help your stress levels, and help you feel better mentally, but it's directly going to improve your fertility because it helps nourish your nervous system. And our nervous system, if your nervous system isn't on board, if your brain is not able to connect with the other parts of your body, your fertility is not going to happen. Getting pregnant is not going to happen if your brain is not able to connect with your hormones, with your reproductive system. It has to be on board. And when we're in this fight or flight all the time, especially if you have been trying for a while and you, you're really stressed out about it, it's going to be an issue for you if you aren't taking the time to do things like meditation. Again, this could be a, even a walk outside, um, in silence, not look, not listening to anything. I do really though encourage you to do like a actual like seated meditation, even just for five minutes to start out with and then increase from there. And, and again, with meditation, the goal is not to clear your mind. Your mind is never going to be clear. It's literally impossible. Just like your heart is always beating, your mind is always thinking. The point is to just keep directing your uh, mind away from those thoughts and onto your breath and keep redirecting it, keep redirecting it, keep redirecting it. That's the entire point. And eventually you're going to redirect it less and less and there will be more space in between thoughts, but it takes time and it's not going to feel groundbreaking. Like you're not going to just all of a sudden feel so different during meditation. You'll notice the difference throughout the day and your health will notice a huge difference and so will your fertility. Okay. So that is number four, meditation. Number five this is more of a like spiritual thing that I personally believe take what makes sense for you and leave what doesn't is tapping into the energy of the soul. This is a full training that I'm doing in activate your fertility. I'm, I'm going to be leading them through like a whole meditation on this because this is something that I did for a little bit right before we got pregnant. Again, it did happen like so grateful say it did happen so quickly. So it's not like I had that much time in between, but tapping into the energy of the soul of your, you know, future child. Because I believe personally that the soul of your future baby or your current baby, whatever, whether you're pregnant or not right now, I believe the soul exists before it comes into our body. That's my personal belief. I believe that the soul is already out there before it actually comes into our body and that our loved ones that have passed, our ancestors, 
are taking care of that soul, are with that soul, are holding on to it until it's ready to come to us. Um, I've gone to mediums for a really long time. If you're unfamiliar with the medium, it's not like a psychic. Um, they are they like connect with the, the the spirit world, with your loved ones, with angels, things like that. I've gone for so many years, like after my grandparents have passed and stuff. And so many times we would go before my sister was pregnant with my now nephew. I remember we went like it was a group one. We went together and they were like, oh, I see like, a, you know, like there's a boy energy. There's a boy soul like coming into, you know, the the body. And I was like, she was looking at me. I'm like, it's not me. Like I wasn't even dating Chris or anything at the time. Anyway, she ended up having a boy like it happened, whatever. So like I've just had so many experiences with that, which is why we're not finding out the sex of the baby, but why I'm almost 100% that it's a girl. Because when I was four weeks pregnant, it was four or five weeks, I think. You know, I was, I think it was five weeks when, when I went to the medium. Um, and immediately she was like, what's with the baby? I'm like, what baby? And she's like, uh, your baby? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm pregnant. Um, she said they were showing her pink. So they were showing her that it's a girl. So I wholeheartedly believe that, but we'll see what happens when they come out. But anyway, the point of this is, I personally believe the soul exists before it comes into the body. If you don't believe that, totally fine, then leave this, okay? It's always take what makes sense to you, leave what doesn't, but that's my personal belief. So if you also believe that and you believe that the soul is in the ethers and is with your ancestors, tap into that energy. You could do this while you're meditating and know that that soul exists and they're there and they're with your ancestors while you're preparing your body to nurture and grow that soul for the rest of time once that soul is ready to come into your body. I believe that all like humans and you know babies everybody obviously babies are humans have like a soul contract and they are meant to come in when they're meant to come in, they're meant to leave when they're meant to leave. This is just a personal belief of mine. So if you believe that or you want to tap into that belief belief, really tap into the energy of the soul. Maybe when you're meditating, believe that they're there and that they're going to come in divine timing. And obviously, as you are also believing that, making strategic changes in your nutrition, your lifestyle, your supplementation that are going to support your body on a physical level, for that to happen. And then the divine timing is another piece to it, right? That's why that's a piece of it that I don't think we have control over. But then the other piece of it that I do think we control over is how you're actually activating your fertility, how you are preparing your body as best as possible for when the soul is ready to come into your body. And I believe that the soul choose, I believe that we choose our parents. That's another just belief that I have. I believe that the soul that's now in my body chose us. So that is, that's just my personal belief. Again, you do whatever is best for you and believe whatever is good for you. But that is something that I think is really helpful for reducing stress when you're trying to conceive because it's like letting you know, like, okay, that's, that's in, that's, they're in the world. They're, they're in the ethers. Their soul is there and they're going to come to me in divine timing. And in the process, I'm also going to be supporting myself through it. So those are the five tips I have for you for reducing stress when you're trying to conceive. I'm going to run through them and then I'm going to talk to you about activate your fertility quick. If you were in this stage of life and you're interested in this program, if there are still spots left when you were listening to this. Okay. So five ways to reduce stress. Number one, focus on what you are doing to improve your fertility. Number two, don't put all the pressure on you. Your partner is responsible for 50% of what's going on. Number three, know when to have sex. Focus on having sex when you see raw egg white consistency cervical mucus in your follicular phase and track your basal body temperature. 
Number four is meditation. Number five is tapping into the energy of the soul. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you are someone who is going to start trying in you know the next three to four months, even three to six months, if you're someone that has been trying to conceive for a while, if you're someone who you feel like IVF is maybe your next step, but you don't want it to be, or you want to prep your body first, I have an intimate program that I'm running called Activate Your Fertility. It's only for eight people. And this is where I'm personally leading you through and teaching you exactly how to activate your fertility, hence the name of the program, so that you can set up a strong environment for you to not only conceive, but to then have a safe and strong and thriving pregnancy. Because I know for a fact that whatever your current situation is with your fertility, it can change. And there are things that you're currently doing that you don't even realize are negatively impacting your fertility. And there are things that you could be doing that you don't even realize that are going to amplify your fertility. And what I love about this program is that I'm not just focusing on helping you. We're also focusing on what your partner can do. So you get the mind your hormones method with this program, because that is literally the foundation of it. That is how you're going to learn step-by-step how to heal any underlying hormonal imbalance that you currently have going on, because that's obviously step number one. You get one-on-one calls with me. We have group calls. You also get additional specific fertility trainings that I'm creating for you that are not only going to be for you, but also for your partner. I mean, it is so freaking powerful. So if you know that you want to not only learn from me and have me walk you through the process so that you can get that positive pregnancy test, so that you can set your body up for the strongest possible way possible for you to get pregnant and as well as supporting your partner and also be in community with other women that are doing this with you and walking beside you. This is who this program is for. So the link will be below for you to apply If you have any questions, let me know. You get immediate access to the Mind Your Hormones method when you join, but then the actual program is starting in the second week of January, just so you could know for timing purposes. And it's a four-month-long program, obviously, because I need time to really help support you. So that is that. I'm so excited for it. I literally can't wait. I've never been more excited about a program in my entire life. So if this is perfect for you, go ahead and apply. The link is below. Message me with any questions. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it is, please share it with someone who you know is trying to conceive so we can help spread the love and ways to help reduce stress and overwhelm when you're in this space. So I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.